Welcome to the Player Development Project podcast. My name is Dave Wright, co-founder and editor of Player Development Project. PDP is a website for coaches who are committed to learning, and we provide a huge library of resources which consists of cutting-edge insights from the world's most innovative player developers, coach educators, and researchers. If you want to learn from the best and join a community of like-minded coaches, then check out playerdevelopmentproject.com. On this week's Player Development Project podcast, we answer a question from our community and try to offer up advice on practical problems faced by coaches around the world. Hi everyone, welcome to another Player Development Project Q&A. My name is Dave Wright and once again I'm joined by PDP Technical Advisor Dan Wright. Dan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Dave? I'm good, I'm good. Looking forward to another interesting question from the PDP community. This one came in via email from Chris. How would you approach the issue of a couple of kids who enjoy the training sessions and games, but they don't really get involved? And just as a a little bit of a caveat on this question, I know this is around under six and seven players, so they're very much having their first footballing experience, having had some correspondence with Chris. Dan, what are your initial thoughts on this one? Um, I think with that age group, it's it's, um, what's important. Like... What, what's the intention of training? So if you took the age out, I would say, what, what's the purpose of the session or what's the purpose of the club? You know, is it to develop um, professionals? Is it sport for all? Is it about retention? Is it about, you know, the, the, the social kind of um, positivity of sport? So with, with the age group that you've mentioned, I, I, would, I wouldn't be um, super concerned because they've got a long time to, to enjoy the game and they're obviously just happy uh, being out there with with their mates and, and running around and having a go, so um, I think we probably I would think about getting some context around asking the kids why they're there and maybe asking their parents why they're there and kind of going from there. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think that that idea of just communicating with the players, as young as they are, there might be things that they really really enjoy about being at football practice, and there might be things that they don't. Um, you might also just have some shy characters. So this goes back to understanding the individual and perhaps some of those socio-cultural elements that are around the player and just getting to know the family and getting to know the environment that perhaps that young player comes from um, so that you can understand them better. But that conversation with the child to say, look, what are you, what are you enjoying here? And what, what's the most fun part of football, I think, is a really good kind of positive conversation to have. And you may find some things revealed. Oh, well, actually, I really don't enjoy when we have to do this or I really do enjoy this. Um, I think the other thing from my perspective on this, you you touched on the idea of talking to the parents. It's important that as coaches we're aware of those sort of external influences. Now, um, is this a case of mum and dad really want little Johnny to play football? And maybe little Johnny doesn't want to play football. Uh, Perhaps he's got other interests. But it's been implied in the question that at least these players are enjoying their initial experience. So for me, the key focus has to be the fun factor. You know, we've got to try and make sure that the environment's positive and that they're having a great experience and learning to love the game and and there's lots of opportunities for play. So I think that's a good start point and that conversation, whether with the player initially and the parents, is going to be pretty key. Mm, I think the the nail on the head there is love the game. I Mm. think at that age group we're um, fostering an environment where the kids are going to love the game and they might love just running around. They might just love... (laughs) Getting to put a kit on, like yeah. um, my my brother's got a three year old son and, and he got his first England kit at the World <laughs> Cup this year. Not a clue what's going on, but he's like, look at my kit, look at my kit. Yeah. And so, like we were discussing that step one of like falling in love with football. That might be the first World Cup he ever remembers. And so, 
Um, it's about that positive experience, right? So for my brother's son, that will be, I remember the day I got my England kit with the three lines on, not a clue about what Jordan Pickford and his mates were doing, but I was wearing the kit and it was lovely. And from a practical point of view, it might be the same. No, I remember my first boots, my, my first shin pads, my first coach, how positive he was, you know, oranges at halftime and not, and not being like super romantic, but that is the game. Like they might reflect in 10 years time that they had such a positive kind of first experience with football. And, and um, I don't think we should undervalue that. It isn't always about X's and O's and results and, um, you know, drills and cones. It might just be about these guys falling in love with playing football or spending time at the weekend with their mates or, or just running around outside. Like th Those are still really good um, learning outcomes, I yeah. guess, for like, that, that's what we'd call it at, at 16 and 17. Like the learning outcome is for everybody to enjoy themselves and to have a touch of the ball, like tick. I think yeah. that's, that's it at six and seven. Um, I think maybe we can overthink it sometimes with the younger ones and we want it to look like the, the 11, 11 aside men's game when, when it, it, it is very, very different. And then, like you said, it, it would just be understanding the expectations of, of the individual and the expectations of the parents because, um, you know, you don't, you don't want to put kids in situations that they don't actually want to be there. And, mm. and maybe that might mean dialing down some of the seriousness and, and, and less kind of drills and more getting it to stick it in the goal. Like all the sixes and sevens I've coached, a lot of them just want to smash the ball <laughs> in the goals. That, that, could, that can be the starting point. We're going to do a 2v1, recognise when to dribble and when to pass, and when you score, make sure you score. Like mm. that, 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 that would be enough of a session for me. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think we can kind of over-professionalise it too early for some of those little ones. Definitely, definitely. And just going back to the idea of um, having the conversation, whether that's with the player and understand what they love about the game or what they love about their experience and, or whether that's with the parents. I think you can be clever as a coach as to how you then build your sessions. So... You know, if little Johnny says, well, actually, I just love running with the ball, then maybe that player gets some time playing in wide areas and gets exposed to just dribbling and driving. And you, you kind of build some positive reinforcement around those moments where the player just gets on the ball and runs with it. And that, again, could be success in that environment right then. So I think you can be pretty clever. And, and for me, it all comes down to communication here. You shouldn't be apprehensive as a coach or intimidated to go and ask that question, have the conversation with the child, have the conversation with the parents, and then just be a bit clever with the way you build your practices and the way you include those those sort of players the other thing is if it's just shy individuals maybe it's a case of empowering them in front of the group so could you give that player a little captain's challenge on the night whether that's just to help with the warm-up or you know often i'll joke with injured players you know oh you can be my assistant coach for tonight um and, and at least they're involved and they're doing something and maybe they're observing so just getting that player to sort of come alongside you and put them under your wing a little bit might reinforce or reassure um, that it's a good environment to be in and, and they're having some fun, but maybe I'm not so sure about, is it fun or do I want to be here? And there could be a little bit of anxiety around it, you know, especially for a player so young. So a few things to consider um, and hopefully some good ideas there for Chris. Any any sort of final thoughts on this one, Dan? Yeah, I think that the, the criteria of success or you know, like what, what does a good session or a good coach look like at this age group? I think the answer to that would be kids leaving, that they're buzzing and smiling and they enjoyed, enjoyed the session and want to come back next week. Like that would be mm. kind of the number one um, principle for me. Like we want everyone to have fun, we want everyone to touch the ball and to want to come back. Like any anything else you learn on top of that is a bonus. But if we don't manage to tick the box of enjoyment and, and um 
like you said, fall in love with the game. I think we've probably gone a bit wrong if we're talking about you know the role of a number nine and yeah. pinning the defender at under six. We probably lost our heads a bit. So it's it's about um, yeah, it's about it's about that retention. It's about kids going. I love that football. And I want to go back to Dave's session next week because it's because it's the best thing. Excellent. Well, look, just the final note for me, there is some really good related content from the likes of Reed Maltby and uh, John O'Sullivan over there at Changing the Game Project in the States. You can find that on the blog on the website. So hopefully that helps, Chris, in terms of just the positive angle and the working with parents category on the side has also got some great content around this, particularly for those early age groups. So, Dan, thank you very much for your time. And uh, we will look forward to another PDP Q&A very soon. Thanks for joining us on the Player Development Project podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PlayerDP or find us on Facebook. Don't forget to head over to playerdevelopmentproject.com where you can sign up to our progressive coaching community and gain access to our wide variety of resources to help you in your coaching.